All right, everyone, welcome to Tonecast 78. I'm Brian Porter and joined now by Marco Gonzalez. How are you, Marco? Hi, guys. How's it going? It's been a while. Yeah, good to have you back. So so we'll catch everyone up to speed on Marco rejoined the crew here a couple weeks ago. We teased that on the uh, Tonecast a couple episodes, but Marco is back in a shop manager role here at Porter. So we're excited to have him back. We're excited to um, get him back in the swing of things. And so maybe Marco, maybe talk about kind of what your your average week looks like here at Porter now. Well, um, typically the... Uh front part of the week is where we do a lot of the building. And I guess that's where we uh, get a lot of that, all of the orders and stuff, you know, wrap our head around and then, you know, start trucking on all that stuff. Um, And before I was just doing that, you know, kind of, we were all jumping around me and you. And and now in my absence, there's people that have filled in some of the smaller roles. So now it's kind of just making sure that the that the shop is humming, as 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 we kind of say around here. So making sure the machine is is humming along and just going. So that's in a nutshell what I do, and just all all the little pickup tasks and just making sure that it all is is the standard that we like to to keep. You know. Yeah, and it's it's a lot more complicated uh, now than ever, as we have a lot of new projects on our plates. We have some stuff we'll talk about just here in a second, but um, I think. That is always the challenge, right, for us is to, like you mentioned, to keep the quality up, but to keep the consistency and get your orders out as fast as possible. Um, we talked to, like, in the middle of the summer, we talked about the challenges on, on the Tonecast here about inventory and about pricings and things like that. And, and, you know, as of this recording, we're in the middle of a price increase for our own products. Um, and that that was definitely a, uh, that's a, that's a hard thing to do, right? We don't want to raise our prices too much, but... Um, it became apparent that to to keep everyone paid and to keep the supplies coming and um, that that definitely needs to happen. Um, even this last week, last couple of weeks, we've had parts and inventory challenges. I know that we we bought some parts for our nine T pickups and they didn't fit, mm-hmm. and so we bought thousands of them uh, that didn't work, and so we have to readjust. <laughs> and, yeah. and so when we run into that kind of stuff, it, it usually comes down to you and I like putting our heads together, right, and kind of solving those problems where even suppliers that have been reliable for a long time are sending us stuff that's uh, subpar. And so what do we do about that? So it's never a dull moment around here. Um, yeah, I, I would say that's probably the biggest thing maybe you've noticed as you've come back, just like, whoa, okay, it's a little more, you know, it was complicated before, but now it's there's lots of layers to everything. Really? And I, you know, I felt that it was like complex before and I was like, well, there's just lots of little steps and details, but coming back into it now, I'm like, yeah, there's definitely a lot that it's, for me, it's cool to see the growth and it's just like, see the adaptability because that is a, a, a good sign. It's like, well, times are changing and times are tough, but you know, that I'm able to walk back into it says that creative things have been happening here to, to adjust and to, I don't know, stay relevant or just viable, you know, so it, I think it's a cool thing and, and it's a good environment to be in, I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's been a, it's been fun. I, I was joking with uh, Nick of Scout Guitars a few weeks ago when we had him on the show. It's like, it's nice to talk to someone else because I did a few solo shows <laughs> throughout the, the first part of this year. So as we do more in-studio stuff with just you and I, it's going to be great. We also have like a, a stack of interviews that we're planning right now for the coming weeks with some music store owners and some artists and things like that. So I'm really excited to get this thing rolling again. Um, 
As always, if you have suggestions for topics, you can email us, info at porterpickups.com. If you have people that you'd like to see on the show, if you'd like us to cover a topic, um, even if it's kind of a, you know, a, a myth in the guitar industry or something, something crazy like that, we'd be happy to talk about it um, as long as it's not too far, too far out of bounds. But one of the things we want to do is kind of let you behind the curtain a little bit of what's going on at Porter. And that, that really is the, the thing that we're working on most right now is um, we have a custom shop, kind of revamp of the custom shop. The custom shop has always existed, but now we've got a new logo that we're launching here soon for the custom shop. We have some really cool projects. If you've followed our Instagram page, you've seen kind of some hints of our gold foils on there as well. Actually, later today, we're recording a bunch of demos of those. So that's pretty exciting. Um, you and I are sitting down like monthly, and then we're going to be releasing new custom shop stuff every month. So that to me is like the creative part of what we do. And and I'm excited to to share with people what we're going to do uh, coming up for sure. Yeah. And it's like you've said, this custom shop thing, it's like for a while or for all intents and purposes, like everything was custom shop because it is so, so small, but like there is this, obviously the models are like the things that stand the test of time, you know, our, our, our lineup, but you know, just now that we have people that are building and it's just kind of a more efficient crew. Now there is a lot more time to, to focus on these kinds of things, to, to keep it interesting and to just, you know, keep pushing the limits of what, what we can do. There's a lot of things that changed and you guys were able to do while I was gone that, showed considerable growth and so I'm just excited to to see what we can do putting our heads together. Definitely. Yeah. And so we'll we'll make sure to include a link to the custom shop page so you can see what's on there already and then be watching that page for future um, future product releases. I know that uh, we plan on releasing the gold foils within a couple of weeks here officially. So definitely keep an eye out for those. They're going to be available in different configurations, different looks. Um, and then we're gonna have demos of every custom shop thing that we release too, so you can you can at least hear what they sound like. If we create something new under the hood that's not one of our existing models with a with a beauty top or something like that, that's that's really where you're gonna see the creative side of things come about, and um, all that stuff's gonna be built to order. So it's gonna take a little while for us to get it done, but when you order it, we're gonna make it for you, just for you, and uh, send you some cool stuff along the way with it too. Yeah. So keep keep your eyes filled for that, and yeah, yes, it's going to be some fun stuff. And we're excited to. I mean, we we get to play this stuff, right? That's for us. The development is super fun because we were able to we create the the pickup, we wind it, and then we usually try to throw in the guitar really fast. We don't like to let it sit on the shelf and just wonder what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. So we kind of threw it in a uh, PRS SE that we had, and sounds really cool. So looking forward to sharing that demo. Um, we'll probably share some clips in the next episode, possibly too, as as we uh, just l- release more teasers. Um, but we'll jump into kind of our our main topic of the day. Um, this is our favorite guitars to mod. So we're going to go back and forth a little bit with some of our favorite guitars. Now, this is we. I just did a blog post on our our website. If you look under the community tab, you can see a blog of a couple of my favorites, and I'll mention some of them here. But um, this is like a it's not a comprehensive list because we like all guitars, we like everything, and we like to put our pickups in everything. So it's mm-hmm. not a, it's not like um, this is the only guitars we like. Um, that's not the case. So I'm gonna have you go first, Marco. Uh, what is what is your like 
probably top guitar that you like to to modify with pickups? Well, and I feel like this is maybe even an unoriginal answer, but uh, you know, I put a lot of thought into this, and I, you know, I've done my fair share of pickup swaps, and there's always those little complications that arise with any given job, you know, where you're like, oh, now these pots don't fit in these holes, and I got to modify the hole. And so there's a lot of things that come up when you're modding. But to me, that's part of the fun is is navigating these hurdles. But I would say still my favorite is is just a plain old Telecaster and even, you know, just nothing particularly special about it. But one of the things that I really love is that I can swap the pickups without, you know, on my own guitars, I've swapped the pickups out without even like taking the strings off or like barely even slacking any of the tension off. And then when you wire it, you just undo the little control plate and then there it is right there everything is easily accessible and then you know you solder it and you're like is this the way i need it wired and then you can just plug it in real quick and you still got you know it's all ready to go still so you can test it and diagnose and and find the issues quickly and so i guess just that's indicative of my personality and i'm like when i bought it i just wanted to work the first time because we've all done it where we wire it up and then we realize we flip it up and then we realize we wired the switch backwards or something you know so you know just the simplicity's sake and and then obviously the a popular mod with the tellies is putting a humbucker in the bridge like i know uh Joe Bonamas is always like, I don't know who had the terrible idea to put a Gibson pickup in the neck pickup for this Telecaster, <laughs> but I'm glad they did it and I'm yeah. glad that, that it's mine. So, you know, it's cool that and a lot of times you can see that the routes are already there for humbuckers, especially if you get a, a body these days. And, you know, a lot of people are just like, yeah, they have the template for HSH, let's just route it and then the, the guard will cover it up or something. So tellies are going to be it for me just because yeah. it's so easy. Yeah, they're definitely cool. I think the thing I run into tellies a lot is uh, whether it's Fender or other companies, they'll kind of cut the corner of grounding the pickup or grounding the bridge itself. They'll they'll let the screw that goes through the the actual bridge metal itself. They'll yeah. let that be the thing that grounds the pickup, and that often is okay. But if your screw is not conductive, so we actually included stainless steel screws with our pickups, and they're not conductive. So when someone installs our pickups and and they sort of have that non-ground wire thing to the bridge. Sometimes our customers will have to add that ground wire back in. And mm-hmm. That's sort of, a, I just came to mind thinking about like modding a telly and how how that is one thing that, that does come up where you're like, well, they they kind of, they didn't really cheat, but they did. Like they cut some corners in, yeah. in manufacturing. And so you have to kind of, you have to jump through one more hoop to actually put in an aftermarket set of pickups. Um, I would say my, my number one is obviously Strat. Um, just because um, it it is moddable like in every way, like um, strat that I had for a long time, still have it. Um, I've currently got an HSS deluxe guard in there. Um, if you follow us on Instagram, you'll see a photo of that um, on there, and it just sounds really cool with whatever I put in there. The thing I like about it, it's a late '90s USA American Standard. So it's got a pool, swimming pool route. I can put in whatever pickups I want. Um, even put in dual humbuckers and make a bunch of people mad on social media, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which I do really like dual humbuckers in a Strat. Um, but it, it becomes like a great platform because of that pool route, and I can just drop in anything. I think I've had P90s in there, mini humbuckers, um, kind of just all sorts of stuff. Um, the beauty of it to me is that I know how it plays, and I really know how it sounds as just a shell of an instrument. So I'm... I'm 
none of that's getting in the way when I plug it in. I'm hearing the pickups. I'm not hearing anything else or I'm not switching guitars out and kind of getting a feel of a new neck or something like that. It just it just works out of the box basically. So that's probably my my top one. Um, let's go let's go back to you. What would be another guitar that you you really like to mod? Well, I also uh am kind of fond of uh it sounds weird and it's and, and it's funny cuz my first answer was like kind of like it oh it's cuz it's so easy but even and we I I got a Sublime guitar um just uh, the when they were kind of making guitars and and that's a semi hollow um is one of the chieftains and normally it's like man this is a lot of a lot of work just to swap pickups in this thing but it really is is was just kind of a fun process and and because you run into some of these hurdles and you're like oh how am I going to do this and that one was one where I had to scratch my head a bit and I even ended up just like completely taking out one of the volume and tone pots because I was like you know I'm running into an issue with these I think maybe one of these is bad and you know I just was like well it's just going to be master volume and master tone and you know and that guitar just ended up being really just really fun and that was a good experience and and I just like the look of that guitar it's you know who doesn't love a nice semi-hollow it, it just looks classy and like you should be playing fancier chords than you are kind of a thing <laughs> you're gonna be playing in a jazz club before yeah. long right I don't know if they'll let me in there but yeah, well. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they may not <laughs> like no you know got the proper attire but that's right so yeah I don't know some semi-hollows are kind of fun and 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 I guess that's the trick is like modding to then educate yourself so that your next job is is a lot simpler or or it feels more satisfying and rewarding because you've started modding and you're you're you know you're figuring out you're like oh why am I getting this grounding issue in my squire telly you know and then you have to learn to shield your cavity or you know figure out your grounding issue and that's I guess that's the fun part is is when you feel like you accomplish yeah yeah and we we try to encourage our customers to just Go for it when when installing. I mean, we kind of have to give the disclaimer: like, if you burn yourself with your soldering iron, if you can't figure it out, it's not necessarily our fault for encouraging you to go for it. But at the same time, I think all of us in the shop have have learned from just diving in and, and ripping open guitars and figuring out how they work. Now, we probably recommend you do that on a Squire or something mm-hmm. something cheaper. Don't start with like a custom shop Les Paul or something like that. Yeah. But <laughs> do do that with. With the guitar, just to learn about the guts, like you said, to learn about the insides and outs of the guitar, the way that um, everything affects each other, like you said, the grounding thing. Uh, we ran into something with a install that we did yesterday where some of the ground wires were crossing up and it was creating some buzz. And it was just an issue of the, the ground wires not being in the right spot in the guitar. And so that, that was just something that, you know, as you go through, like it was kind of an honest mistake in, in a way. Um, and then it, it ended up getting fixed, and and so that's that's a thing that that you see a lot um, when you're modding guitars. Like <laughs> sometimes you see a rat's nest in there, and I mean for us, most of the time when we see a rat's nest, we just want to rewire the whole thing. Um, some people just want to get it working so they can hear the pickups, and I totally kind of get both camps for sure. Yeah, um, I, I know that probably my second one would be like Eastman guitars. I, I'm a big fan of Eastman guitars. And and this is funny, like people hearing this probably are like, well, Eastman guitars come with really nice pickups, and they do. Um, but I got a, a semi-hollow uh, Eastman with a Bigsby, and it was too muddy. The stock pickups that were in there were humbucker size P90s, and it was too muddy. It was not uh, 
kind of not had no dynamics. It just it was just flubby, and and this is like a common problem with three thirty fives. And so I'm like, well, how are we going to fix this? So we're kind of like doing what we do with customers in our own shop guitar, basically. And so we ended up putting our wide range humbuckers, the WRH, in the guitar, and it it basically kind of cleaned the guitar back up. So you could use the tone knobs. It had a cleaner pl- platform, and it actually made it really usable across the you know the three positions. So that is one of those where I know the playability and the construction and the fit and finish is going to be good. So I know that I can take it that last step and get a new set of pickups in there and make it sound good. So Eastman would be my number two. What about you for, for no, we can stop at three for each, but uh, what would be your next one? Well, and then um, my, my third one is uh, probably another personal one. And my first guitar was a Dean flying V, just the X series, um, you know, guitar, you know, first guitar. And, you know, I wanted to be like the guys in Metallica. So I was like, yeah, Flying V. And for me, the cool thing about that guitar is that it had two volumes. And so you could do that cool thing where you roll off the neck volume and, you know, you can use your toggle as like a kill switch. And, um, And I always thought that was interesting. And I didn't realize that all guitars didn't have that. And I was like, oh, that's something that, you know, if you know what you're doing, you could easily add to your guitar or, or whatever. And, you know, it, that's something that I've done to other guitars too, is added another volume just so I could do that one trick. But also that one, the electronic cavity is big, open and wide. And it's funny, that's even a guitar that because there's so much modding that happens to that one, I just leave the back plate completely off because it's just <laughs> like, well, I know that I can just, you know, the sizes of the holes are easy to fit all of the four conductor wire through. And that's something that's, it's just a breeze to mod that guitar. And also because it's so cheap, you also don't really feel like you, you can't mod it. You know, like if it was a $3,000 less Paul, I would probably not want to do anything to it other than maybe change the pickups, but that's a, I'm a little biased, I guess. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) But just those, some guitars are just easy to mod. Like they, I don't know, if it was completely like a manufacturing afterthought, but they're like, yeah, let's just make everything easy to get into because we all, you know, and doing yeah, our second ones were semi hollows, like doing those, you're like, yeah, this is, this is like expert level modding here. Cause you have to, you know, it's just more finesse required with a semi hollow install or, or, you know, those are nicer instruments and you want to, you know, you don't want to ding them up or anything. There's more <laughs> surface area to drop screwdrivers on or something. Yeah. But um, or lose your pick in the f hole. That's another. Yeah. that's another thing. Right? And then you're not getting that out ever nope. unless you have <laughs> some magic tricks. But uh, yeah, just those guitars that are just super easy to mod have like big routes, big cavities, and and that are cheap, so that you don't feel like you know if you if you get solder on the finish, it's not the end of the world. You know, definitely. I've definitely done that on a nicer guitar of mine, and that feeling is is never a good feeling. You just see the solder fall on the finish and you're like, well, as it cools down, it's melting into the top of the finish. Yeah, those are those are fun. Yeah. So be careful with solder, folks. <laughs> Public service announcement yeah. of the day. Like just just don't do it. it it's uh yeah. Yeah, we ended up when we're doing like installs in the shop, we'll actually take towels and, and shirts and stuff and kind of lay them over the whole a potential path of where the soldering iron may be coming across the body just to yeah we've learned our lesson i think a few times on that for sure yeah, it's a free pro tip there for you guys <laughs> yes <laughs> and don't drop your soldering iron on the guitar either try not to do that that, that would not be good um 
Yeah. So my number three would probably be, um, and this is kind of a late thing for me, like um, the this PRS SE2408 that we got is actually a sweet guitar, really solid instrument, really well made, super resonant. Same issue that I had with the Eastman where it was overly muddy in the neck pickup. Bridge pickup was okay, but just didn't have, it wasn't muddy itself necessarily, just didn't have a ton of high end. It was almost like really mid-rangey, I would say. And so we put in our new gold foils and and we'll talk about what what's in the gold foils and how we wound them later on. But they are more airy. They're more clean sounding. They're just, they've got plenty of power, uh, but they've got a lot more high end and more sparkle to them for sure. And so this, this kind of made this guitar again, it had all the other elements of playability and resonance, but kind of brought the guitar back to life a little bit more. Um, and that's, that's the fun thing for us is to be able to do that because we do it for customers all day every day. Like we send people stuff and they're like, wow, this really transformed my guitar. And, and it's fun for us to do it in the shop more often because we realize like, yeah, this is like, we can really fix these symptoms. And, and this muddy neck pickup deal is like, I don't know, probably seven out of every 10 guitars that we deal with is like my neck pickup's too muddy. I can't use it. And, and so like we're gravitating towards clarity lately, right? If it's a, a clear pickup, then you can add your tone knob in. you can change the the bass response on your amp. Yeah. But if you if you can't do that from the beginning, then you're just kind of stuck at that point. Um, so that's been kind of the the number three uh, for me. And and I really think like there's so many good guitars. I mean, we mentioned that at the beginning. Like, I, it's not a comprehensive list by any means because um, I don't know about you, but I look at a guitar and say. All right, what can I do with this thing? You know, like we we're, like you said, we're biased. We think we know we can make it sound good, but um, we also know that if we if it needs setup, it needs some other work. Like we're seeing these these guitars as like lots of potential. Like yeah. when we look at them, for sure. So I want to I want to end the show with um, this is a question we were going to ask uh, our guest next week. We've asked um, a couple people. I think we asked. Um, I think it was Blake from the Tone Mob. We asked him this question, and and it stumped him for a second. So I'm going to ask you the question, and then I will also answer it. Um, this is like the Desert Island question. Like, what one guitar would you bring? But we actually expanded it to, if you could only play one guitar, one pedal, and one amp, what would it be? Yeah, and it'll be interesting to maybe hear this question and see what my answer is uh, comparable to when we were talking to to him about oh, it. Yeah, it probably changed. Huh? Yeah. And it's funny that as musicians, that's so a thing that our tastes change. Um, but be- you're on a desert island. You can't go back and pick a new guitar and then go back to the desert yeah. island. So, <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> well, and it's going to just be, and it was funny because I was thinking about it. I was at a, a, like a jam session last night and I took my telly that I've got, um, like my very first like handbound set. And so it's it's kind of like more sentimental than anything. But it, it was like a metal session and that thing just holds up for some reason. That's and because so normally people are using humbuckers and but that thing just has a, some specific cut to it. And and I don't know. And normally I don't really like Tele Bridge pickups when I'm playing clean, but it it does a good thing. And so probably that that guitar and um some amp with reverb, you know, and I'm not even picky anymore with that. I just want anything that's got some reverb on it, probably some, you know, just Vibra Champ or, some, or something. I don't know. Okay. What about one pedal? And it can't be a tuner pedal. That, that doesn't yeah. count. 
I don't need to be in tune if I'm the only one playing, right? <laughs> That's true. You don't. <laughs> and I think, well, maybe uh, hmm, it's it's going to be a toss-up for me because I'm such one of those looper freaks that'll just sit there and loop on one one two chord progression for two hours. So it, that kind of counts as a utility pedal, like a tuner to me, though. So, but if it was like an effect, it would probably be and just because uh, we got it in the shop here, but that. Um, is it the, I don't know if it's the megabyte or the kilobyte. Oh, I think the it's the Caroline, megabyte. Yeah. yeah the mm -hmm. Caroline guitar company, because that is like, you know, I love a delay pedal and it, to me that thing is like a, you know, your favorite delay pedal plus so much more, like it can hit all the boxes of, you know, insert, you know, I'm just going to say carbon copy because that's what's on everybody's board probably, or we've all got a carbon copy in our closet somewhere, but it does that and so much more and you can get modulation and I don't know, you could just have so much fun just twiddling with all those knobs and you got like six different pedals in there. So any one of those pedals that's just like this and the, I don't know, people are doing some crazy stuff with pedals, but that one is is up there on my favorites right now. Yeah, yeah. It's almost like, to me, that one was a, um, like you play it once and it's not like you don't like it, but you just have, it's like kind of overwhelming all the different things it can do and you have to like, it's like a pedal you have to work at a little bit more, if that makes sense. Like you have to like spend some time tweaking it and dialing it, but then there's all these like inspirational sounds that that come out of it, and that's a fun one. Uh, man, for me, probably still would be my. We were just talking about it this morning, but um, I had a really nice Tom Anderson Cobra that I do miss, and we were talking about this like quest. I'm like, I'm going on a quest to like get it back. So if if I sold it to you and you're listening to this. Um, Give me a call. <laughs> yeah. I do want it back at some point. Um, I just regret selling it because it was a sweet guitar. Um, so it would be something like that, something just for super playable, uh, like dual humbuckers. It had dual humbuckers with a um, serious parallel parallel switch on it and just put the blender humbuckers in there, um, which I did like on that guitar. Um, and it had a trim. I just kind of like guitars with a trim, but it was a really nice trim that stayed in tune, which was another bonus for that guitar. Um, Pedal-wise, i still very partial to the Jetter Gold Standard. Um, two two different sides of this pedal that really sound really good. Um, fantastic drive pedal. can kind of work with anything. Um, and then amp-wise, I think probably the the, uh, the one that's in the room here with us is... Uh, you've seen it on our videos. It's got the weird little uh, brown box on the top with a Jimi Hendrix sticker. And it's uh, the YSR1 trainer amp from... 1972 that was modified uh, to who knows what, but it's got the jumper channels. Really sweet, um, clean sounds. Sounds good when you crank it, and it's got a nice tremolo on it. So that would kind of be my... And that, and that would be a really weird rig if I showed up with that, right? Like a super <laughs> awesome guitar that's worth a ton of money, and then this like piece of junk amp. But, <laughs> this ugly duckling amp. Yeah, this ugly amp that I, I never will sell, but um, it sounds amazing, but it looks terrible. So <laughs> it does, you know, and since I've been back, I haven't played it. And I think that's what I'm going to do on my way out the door today is you definitely plug some, plug some guitar into that. Yeah. I don't, uh, I don't spend enough time playing it. And every time I plug it in, I'm like, ah, oh, I love this, love this amp. So you'll be seeing that more on videos and things like that for sure. But, um, yeah, that's, uh, that's what all we got for you today. Before we close though, I do want to mention our pickup chooser form. Um, we've been having some fun, calling the customers with the pickup chooser and emailing you back. Um, 
we'll include a link to that in the bottom of the show notes here as well. But this is just a form we we talk about it every show, and this is there's a reason for that. We we obviously it we, it's obviously a great marketing thing for us, but more even more than that, it's a it's a tool that helps us understand better what you need as a guitarist for pickups. Um, the way we formulated the questions, we get your answers, and then you can leave your phone number. Um, Marco, had, you had some great conversations with customers this week, and yeah, just just we want to be there to help you. Um, most likely, to, likely it will be me or Marco that will talk to you. Um, we just value taking that time to to spend with you and and to help you make a decision because um, we know our stuff's not cheap. We know that we we charge um, good money for stuff. We want to send you good product, and we want to get it right the first time. And most often, uh, you know, ninety nine percent of the time we get it right the first time. Um, because we take the time to learn about what you need and and um, your gear. So if we know the sound you want, but we know the amp that you're playing, that helps us decide between two different sets. And if you've gone to our site, we have a million, not a million, but we have a lot of choices, right? And so this helps this helps narrow that decision down. I mean, we, we encourage you to, to send one in for every guitar that you want to change. Send in an individual form, and we'd be happy to, to walk you through that. Um, so I think that's that's the last little plug. Um, yeah, we're excited to uh, we've got a demo session this afternoon. So be watching our YouTube channel, be watching social media and things like that because we're going to be launching some new videos uh, over the coming weeks. But yeah, before we sign off, Marco, good to have you back. Nice to have a a person to talk with uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> during the shows. But uh, yeah, man, we're looking forward to uh, continuing to do this, and then we got some some fun stuff coming up. So looking forward to it. Yeah, I'm excited to be back and we're going to have a lot of fun. So, definitely. Thank you guys for so much for listening and and check out the links to the custom shop below as well as the pickup chooser and give those things a, a listen and and yeah, watch for the the gold foils coming out here probably by the end of September. So, we'll talk to you guys soon. <laughs>